What's going on, beautiful ones? I'm Tiangelo, your male girlfriend. We will be discussing how to navigate this thing called life. Ultimately, in an effort to live life to the fullest, we'll be meeting some new girlfriends. We'll have some industry experts come in. And I am so excited that we are here together at the Male Girlfriend Podcast. Beautiful. We will be discussing everything. We'll sip on the most from business, maybe an apple cream, maybe breastfeeding, maybe a different choice for your wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, are you serious right now? Girl, I love you. I appreciate you. Welcome to the Male Girlfriend Podcast. Hello, 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 Miss Beautiful One. How are you doing? It is the boy T'Angelo, the male girlfriend here, and I am uber excited to hang out today. I have been looking forward to us having some one-on-one time. So yes, here we are at the podcast. Let's get into this. So it is so much to talk about, so much to cover. Got a good girlfriend coming to hang out. Uh, today, we're going to be visited by my new girlfriend, actually. This is a new girlfriend for me, but I feel like we known each other forever. And so Shayla Bernardo is going to be with us today. Miss Shayla Bernardo is going to be your business coach strategist. Oh, yes. She's all about strategizing the business. So if you are working on... I'm sorry. I'm trying to get my phone. Oh, here we go. Second. Look her up real quick. So if you are looking to get your social media world up, if you're looking to get your business strategy in order, then she is the girl to go to. She has a lot of information and great good good to add. Business strategy coach. Yeah. Oh, 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 yes. And she's also your go live queen. Oh, yes, y'all. Let me tell you, Shayla believes that if you have a business or product and you are not going live, <laughs> why even bother? <laughs> but no, not as severe as that. But she does think every product or service should have a go live session like weekly, if not as little as monthly, but just a way to connect with your audience, to fill them out, to get them more information and, and grow with you. And so we're going to hear more from our business strategy coach, Miss Shayla, here in a bit. OK, you do not want to miss it. And I would suggest you go over to her. Uh, to her Instagram page, because she has a lot of good, good going on there which is under Shayla Bernardo. Also, we talked to Dorothy ugh, a little while ago, Dorothy Enriquez a little while ago. And we men- I mentioned that she had a, a podcast called The Business Besties. Well, Shayla is the other host of The Business Besties. So yes, yes, yes. Go over, check it out, and you will love that podcast. Also, Miss Shayla has um, Black Girls Wine. Oh, yes, they be sipping and doing it. <laughs> I'm only laughing because, you know, we got tea sip here. And so she got a Shayla's Black Girl Wine Sip Session going on. So really beautiful. You're really going to enjoy my girlfriend, Shayla. So we'll be talking with her in a little bit. But anyhow, back to what I was trying to talk to. I wasn't going to mention Shayla till later, but her energy just came upon me. And so I just spoke on her right then while I was feeling it. But what I really want to start talking about first and foremost is would you marry someone with bad credit yeah let that simmer for a second we should sip on this we should sip on it 
We should. It's not my sip for today, but this is a sipping conversation. So I was talking with my sis Jazz last night, and we were conversing about this, this, that, and the other, and um, the whole dating world and what people are going through and how you have to really uh, set yourself up when you go into having a serious relationship with someone new or maybe even considering, you know, getting married these days. And so I was like, girl, do you think you can marry somebody with bad credit? She was like, absolutely not. I was like, yeah, me either. Like. You girlfriends, we ha- this is something we have to get into. In this new age, in this new place we in, you can't go into this game presenting yourself like you are like uh what the the victim or I didn't know and you know dealing with things later on. You have to know up front. You need to deal with this stuff up front. And if you're looking to have a future with someone, getting a credit in order is definitely something you're gonna have to look into. So I had um I have another good girlfriend. And I know that her and her husband had gotten married. I think they were already married when she, they had got a joint bank account. And then uh, she went to the bank account and found that a lump sum of money had been taken out by a creditor. And she, of course, was pissed and wondering, what the hell? Where is my money? And come to find out, he had had some um, creditors had some back stuff he hadn't paid off. I don't know if it was college or what it was, but whatever it was, it was strong enough. Maybe it was taxes. See, I don't, I don't remember the full story. But the point is, they snatched that money out that account, and that's how she found out was because it was gone. And, of course, she was mortified and pissed. But what you going to do? You got married. You didn't check his finances. Then you could join the bank accounts, put y'all's money in, which becomes one and if something ain't right, boom, you're responsible. In the same way that if y'all get together, he got bad credit and y'all decide to split, now y'all got bad credit because you are responsible for part of the debts of that, of that relationship, of the marriage. So can you marry somebody with bad credit? My answer is absolutely, positively, no. Y'all can stay together while you work it out, like help him grow his and build it up or whatever. But uh, no, you can't. And so to my, to the, to, to the, Girlfriends listening, saying, Tiangelo, you're getting married for love. Well, I don't exactly subscribe to love and marriage being like one thing. They're not like, it's not a prerequisite. You don't have to be in love to get married. And you can't, and you don't have to wait to be married to fall in love. Like marriage, it's not a vehicle for love. It really isn't. Like marriage is just the thing that we put together to start growing our empire together. That's what the marriage part is. That's why you have to get a license and you pay for the license because the marriage part is the business, is the empire, is the financial structure that is your relationship. Because if it wasn't, you wouldn't have to approach it in the same way like a business. Like when you want to start your own business, you have to go get a license. And if you want to start your own, I mean, get a married, when you get married, you have to buy a license. You have to pay taxes in the same way. Like there is really in this country, it's business oriented. So um, you really have to make it a point to do that. Now, with that being said, I would just highly suggest you not get married with no, with, no, 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 no. We just have to iron that out because it's, it's just irresponsible in my opinion. You can't, I mean, it, it makes things harder buying the cars, the house, your credit. Oh my gosh, that credit score, honey. You done worked all this time to get your credit score above 700 and now it's knocked down simply because you are in love. Is that what love means? Does love mean to be irresponsible? Does love mean to be naive? I don't, I don't think so. We just too grown for that now. That's what I feel. We just too grown for that. So if, if he got bad credit, 
hell, if you got bad credit, y'all need to work that out first. We're not getting married. So <laughs> that's going to be that. Anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. So uh, that was a quick conversation we had to talk about was that one. That was a good one. So to, uh, check the credit. That's a part of the bottom line for me is check that credit. Now, I don't know if y'all watched the TV show The Real with the four beautiful ladies on there. And I don't get to watch it often. But recently, one of the hosts and comedian Lonnie Love spoke up and actually ended up having a very emotional, tearful experience where she expressed that if she took her wigs off on the show and just wore her natural hair, she believed that the audience and the followers of the show would laugh at her. And she actually went on to say that as she tearfully cried, saying, if I took my wig off, you guys would laugh at me. And it was such a hurtful moment to have to watch and then accept that that is the reality these days. And later on, Lonnie went on to her, uh, I think her Twitter or her Instagram account. And because the show was on hiatus, she ended up posting a picture with her natural hair. And I think it says something like letting it breathe or letting it be on hiatus or something but she posted a picture of her natural hair and Lonnie Love is known to wear wigs she's always wearing wigs uh she was recently on the RuPaul talk show and said that she owned about 75 different wigs okay so she's a wiggy they call them wiggies she's a wiggy and of course there's nothing wrong with wearing a wig as much as there's nothing wrong with wearing your natural hair but the issue here is that being a person in the spotlight or just being, hell, any person, you get into using these different tools like wigs and eyelashes and makeup and uh, waist trainers and whatever you decide to use to do what you consider enhancing yourself, exterior, the exterior of yourself. And you use it so often that the people around you are used to seeing you that way. And then when you let go of those different costume pieces, as I'll say, People are surprised or taken aback by what we consider the new you. But in reality, it's just you. And so for her to have that tearful moment saying that you all would laugh at me. And also to add on to her conversation, I know sometime back when Tamar had left the show, Lon Lonnie had went on her social media in a video and posted something like saying that she didn't know the girls didn't know that Tamar was going to be fired and when she did that video she just had on some like braids some crochet braids and uh, uh no face makeup no makeup whatsoever and instead of people listening to the content of her conversation she was drugged through social media for not having makeup on and so as much as these people are celebrities and we like to believe that they got it or whatever I'm sure that hurt her just like it would hurt anybody else understand that your words can be weapons and like a bullet when you shoot, you know, all some harsh words, they hit, they sting. And for a person in her situation, if she's paying attention to social media, how many bullets do you think a person can take before they really start to feel that shit? Like, come on. <sighs> okay. So I mentioned all this to say, girlfriends, as you are using whatever different costume pieces you use to enhance your exterior self, just make sure you remember that your original self is perfectly fine the way you are. And if you want people to fall in love with the original rendition of you, the most authentic rendition of you, then you have to not only present that most authentic rendition of you, you also have to be in love with it and own it and stand on it like it is the best thing since sliced bread. That's how you get the people around you to fall in love with that. It's not because they're going to just all of a sudden think, oh, wow, your curly hair is a new it thing, or oh, wow, your 
are faced with no makeup is a new it thing. No, if you have presented yourself with all those different costume pieces, that's what they know you for. That's what they've fallen in love with. And it's kind of your brand. When you start to remove those things and you want to stand in your own authenticity, then do that. Stand in that with the wig off, with the makeup off without the little butt lifter, whatever you decide to use. When you decide to stand in your own authentic self, just do that and then be unapologetic. Be unapologetic. There have been all kinds of things I have done with my uh, my looks and my fashions and things. And as crazy and as outlandish as some of them have been, I just stood in it. And um, it didn't matter what nobody else had to say. And this, I'm going to share a quick story with you. And it was, I'm gonna be, it, this is an old story, might I add. I was in my early 20s when this happened. But I was going through something. <laughs> I was really going through something. And matter of fact, I'll tell you what it was. It'll make the story a little bit longer, but here we go. So when I was younger, I really did not like the thug boys of them all. The guys who wore their pants below their ass and they all thugged out and gangster, whatever, whatever, whatever. And they made my school experience kind of a living hell because I was always being bullied. All right. I'm trying to slow down. I'm talking real fast, but here we go. So I'm thinking y'all can call me all kinds of gay slurs because you feel that I wear tight pants or whatever I do, but you can wear your pants half down off your ass and you consider it hardcore. Okay, fine. So if he can wear his underwear showing that way, I'm going to put my underwear on the outside of my pants and we should be good. And my mother was like, you're going to do what? And so I ended up, she bought me some Christmas uh, boxers one year she was just being nice and funny and had like a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on them and so I wanted everyone to see them so I put on a pair of like you could say pajama pants and on top of those I put on the the boxers my mother was so outdone she could not believe I was going to leave the house like this but I was too old for her to tell me I couldn't do it and as much as she wanted me not to do it I was just standing in my own I was owning this I'm owning the fact that you can have your pants hanging off your ass and that's okay I'm going to own the fact that my boxers are on the outside of my pants now what now granted I know I've gone way to the left from just wearing wigs and eyelashes I get it but my point is as outlandish as that was I stood in it so I say to you, Miss Beautiful, stand in your authentic, beautiful self. Yes, I love a good wig, a Mac face down, lips to the draw, eyes snatched with the lash. All that is gorgeous. All that is gorgeous. But just as gorgeous as that is, is you at the house with me and that Netflix special and that bucket of popcorn with the kids running around with the dog nibbling at our feet. Maybe a whole house is quiet and it's just us with a glass of wine. You are equally as beautiful and you need to know that. And I think in the end, that's what the lesson I took from the Lonnie Love experience is she was crying and she was hurt by it because she knew that the people would talk about her. But the part that I would say to my girl Lonnie is just stand in your beauty, though. Like, don't ask for their permission. You don't need their permission. It's not wanted, nor desired, nor required. Snatch that wig. This is what I look like. And if you don't like it, then turn the channel. But this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. So understand, if you're putting out there that fake image that you're not a fan of and people fall in love with it, then you got to fall in love with you and make them do it as well. I guess make them is a strong way to say that. I guess if you just love yourself and you require that, I mean, you require the respect of that, you'll get it. You'll get it. <laughs> All righty, Miss Girlfriend. Yes, we are here sipping on it, drinking on it, 
spanking on it. Mm, rub a little bit. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but hey, this is where we are. So yes, it is time for tea sip. And in today's sip, we're going to talk about standing in your no. How to say no. To be comfortable with your no. So what I notice is my girlfriends still be feeling like they don't want to be selfish is the word they use. I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be selfish. You know, and so you end up committing to things, doing things, getting into things, taking on projects, going to events or whatever that you really didn't want to simply because you didn't want to stand in your no. You didn't want to be, as they say, selfish. So, Miss Girlfriend, understand, in a lot of cases, you're not being selfish. More cases than not, you're not being selfish. Selfish does not mean that you put yourself first. So let me pull it up because I got the definition right here. I went to the Googler and I pulled up the definition of selfish and it reads lacking consideration of others. Lacking considerations for others, excuse me. Um, concerned with one's own personal profit or pleasure. Okay. So right here, it says lacking consideration and only worry about your personal profit or pleasure. So when you are asked to do something and you think, I could do this for them, but they could ask somebody else. And I really don't want to. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say no, thank you. Right there, you considered them. You considered them. You considered you. You also considered that they had another way to approach it. They didn't have to come with you. They just chose to talk to you. And so since you considered them, you're not being selfish. Okay, because to be selfish is lacking consideration of others. And that's where you have to really let that soak in. That selfish doesn't mean doing for yourself. It means you didn't consider somebody else. And just because I did for myself, don't mean I didn't consider you. I just didn't choose you. And that is fine. That is perfectly fine. So when it comes to saying no, you just need to stand in your no. And sometimes that's just what it's going to be. You can't, you, you, you can't get everybody like you and you can't be everything to everybody. So let's just get a couple of little tips out here for you to help you stand in your no and we can move on. And then to some of my girlfriends who don't have a problem with saying no, perfect. I don't really either anymore. And actually, I can tell you why I don't anymore. When I was working at this one company, there was this person who was like a pompous jerk. He was so not nice, and he had sucked up to all the executives, and so they were completely head over heels for him. And he was from, like, one of the European countries, and so he had a great accent, and so it, it, the whole package was, like, commercially there. And he would ask people to do his work all day in and all day out and then take full credit for the efforts of other people. Okay. So then he approached that same thing with me. And so, of course, I gave him the best project. Whatever he asked me to do, I did it to the best of my ability, which was way above and beyond his ability. I did it on purpose. And then when I gave it to him, it was a sample of the project he needed. It wasn't the full project. Of course, he didn't know that or realize until after he got ready to present it. And it said sample on it. <laughs> and let's say it should have been an eight-page uh, uh, report. It was a two-page report. And I had just loaded it with a bunch of paper, so it like it was more than what it was, but it wasn't. And so he was required to either say Tiangelo did it or he would get it, get it to them. And why did I do this? Because I was going to be off for the next two days. <laughs> so he had to figure it out very quickly. And I 
why did I approach it that way? Because I, at the time, could not stand in my no. I didn't feel that I could say no to him. I was very new at the company. He seemed to be one of the, you know, manager people who was pretty popular. I didn't think I could say no. So instead, I just set him up to realize that you can't take advantage of me. So that's how I learned, I guess. That was the beginning of my learning to say no. But since then, I have no issue with saying no. So the first step I'm going to give you for saying no is just to say no. <laughs> just say no. Um, you don't have to beat around the bush. Or even be weak and get a bunch of excuses. You could just simply say no. Now, I have become really great at finding nice ways to say no. Because you don't always have to just use the word no. And this isn't beating around the bush. This is just finding other language. Like, unfortunately. That's another word I would use. Tiangelo, could you do so and so and so? Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to do that. Unfortunately, it sounds better. People just like it better. So that's one more approach I could take. When I'm at work, if I see that um, a client is doing something in the, in the lobby of our venue that's not appropriate, I walk over and say, excuse me, actually, and I tell them the rule. I say what the rule is. Actually, we do require everyone to have their jackets on while inside. I'm not saying, no, you can't stay in here because you don't have a jacket on. I'm saying you have to have a jacket on to be in here. I let you do it the rest of it. You know, and again, that's not beating around the bush. I went straight to the I went straight to the thing. I just didn't use the word no. So that's one suggestion I could give you. You could say the word no or just use what can be considered softer language. Also, understand people's tactics. That's another tip for you. Understand people's tactics. A lot of people will use manipulation techniques to get you to do what they want you to do. And again, you see through it. So just standing your no. Um, and realize that you don't have to be required to do any of those things, regardless of what, try to, what kind of tip, uh, foolishness and games they try to play. Just understand people do have tactics to get you to do what they want to do. They'll position stuff to really get you caught up. I don't care if you got me caught up or not. I'm still going to say no if my answer is no. Next one, set boundaries. Ooh, you got to set boundaries. People have to be taught how to treat you. That's something you got to teach folks teach folks. You got to teach people how to treat you. Now you might be thinking, T, what do you, how do you teach somebody how to treat you? Easily. As soon as they, they do something that's inappropriate or not okay with you, you nip it in the bud and let them know right then and there. That's not okay. And they realize they can't do that with you. Case in point, say for instance, a person came over to hug you and you're not a hugger. Well, when they go in to give a hug, like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And their arms are open towards you. And you're like, oh no, I just, I'm, I'm good. And you grab their hand and shake it. Right there, you taught them, I'm not hugging you. This is a shaking situation. They learned it. They learned it very quickly. And they might one more time try that with you. But after that, they're not going to do it again. And so it's kind of how you see people around your world who people say, oh, she's not nice. Or oh, I'm not going to ask him anything because he's going to say no. Or mm -mm, her car is always dirty. I can't ride with her. People learned these things. They learned that you keep a nasty car. They learned that you're not the easiest person to talk to. And that's not always a problem. Just teach people how to treat you. And in doing that, you're setting boundaries, okay? Also, you want to maybe script out your no. Like, this is for my girls who really have a hard time with it. Just script out your no. And you're like, okay, T, how am I scripting this out? If you know that a person's asking you a question or they're waiting for you to get back to them and you can't quite figure out you know, the right words to say, take a time, write out your words, figure it out, maybe even practice it in the bathroom. So when the opportunity presents itself for you to deliver your no, you're ready. And you can focus not so much on the words, but everything else that you're going through in your head. So, but you got to stand in your no. You got to stand in your no. You have to remember yourself. 
Okay, that's another tip. Remember yourself. You don't have to be like a non-considered. You don't you don't have to be non-considered. Okay? You can be considered. All right? Do, do consider you. And I say all this because a lot of times when you're accepting all these other responsibilities and things you do not want to do, you end up wasting your time. Like if you're at work and you're doing other people's prop other people's projects, you're wasting your time investing your creativity and your smarts. You maybe are going to events you don't want to be at where you'd rather be at home doing much of nothing. Or maybe you could have been out with your family and friends, but you're doing this thing over here. And when it comes to, to the workplace, you know that when you take on other people's projects, you're like, oh my gosh, I have my own work to do. And here's a trick. Here's a tip for that. So let's just say your boss comes in and tells you to do projects A, B, and C, but you were already working on one, two, and three. And, you know, you can't tell him no, but you also know A, B, and C should have been done by somebody else, but they're not as good as you. So what you simply tell the boss is, okay, boss, I'll take on A, B, and C, but I'm already working on one, two, and three. So how do I prioritize this? Should I stop one through three, work on this one now, or how? what you want me to do? Oh, well, if you could just finish what you're doing now and you get to these, that'll be fine. Okay, cool. No problem whatsoever. So I'm going to need about three more days to finish up all six of these projects. And seeing that today is Thursday, I'll get these back to you on Tuesday. Oh, well, I was actually wanting B and C to be done by tomorrow. Oh, okay, cool. So then I'll stop doing one, two, and three. But my whole point is you didn't say no, you won't do anything, but you just didn't put yourself in a jam to try to stick in all six of these projects in two days and we halfway through Thursday. Like, you just have to be able to stand in that, ladies. Stand in that. Don't drive yourself crazy. Are y'all sipping on this with me? Are y'all sipping on this? This is a good sip. I don't know about you. We got to turn that up. We got to take a little something. That's a good sip. Oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I had to sip on that too myself. That's a good one. So, as I finish up sipping here with you ladies on this standing your no, you need to reclaim your energy. Reclaim your energy, reclaim your voice, and be comfortable with saying no. Alrighty, girlfriends, welcome back. This is your boy, Tiangela. We're still chilling here at the Male Girlfriend Podcast, darling. And I am very excited because, as I told you, one of my newest girlfriends, Miss Shayla, is here with us, darling. How are you doing? I am wonderful. How are you? I am doing spectacular. So, before you came on, I was telling the girls that you have this whole situation called Black Girls Wine. And, um, you know, I love to have a glass of something. And I meant to have my glass sitting here, but I must have walked off with it. So, <laughs> tell us about this whining black girl who won't stop whining. <laughs> <laughs> OMG. So Black Girls Wine is a lifestyle brand. Um, it, it's created to celebrate black girls magic, black girl magic, but also provide unique experiences for black women who love wine. And so I kind of, the idea came to me because I realized like uh, over 30 I feel like there's not much to do sometimes when it comes to like your Friday night option or okay. it's not much to do. Like what if you like wine and you want to learn more about it and you want to have a great experience. Right. So mm-hmm. I, out of it was born my weekly show, which I do on Facebook and Instagram wine down live. And it's huge. I consider myself <laughs> a wine entertainer. Um, oh. I am, <laughs> I'm learning the education part. But 
I am a wine entertainer. So I host the show. I'm like myself, 100%. I, you know, my Southern accent, everything. And the women love it. We average like over 500 views every week. And then, yeah, so it was was really exciting. And then this year, I actually have been able to have the opportunity to put together a women wellness and wine retreat. So that's in October in Atlanta. And it's going to be so, so much fun. So tell me what that is again, the retreat? The Women, Wellness, and Wine Retreat. So I've got two, two, three days of wine activities planned. Um, The first wine awards, which are the Diversity Wine Awards, will be hosted that Friday night in Atlanta. And everyone will be welcome to come to that. Um, So we're going to do awards for um, African-Americans and and diversity in wine. So I'm excited. Huh? You said the diversity in wine. So these people who are being honored are in the wine community. Mm-hmm. Yep. So my retreat ladies I... get to go to this awards dinner for free as okay. attendees to the retreat. Um, it's a part of their experience, but then other people will be able to buy tickets and attend the award show. And then that Saturday and that Sunday, it's going to be a lot of like beautiful black women who are sommeliers teaching Ow. all about wine all weekend. So it's going to be a blast. When is this? It's October 25th through the 27th, and it's in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. I'm writing this down for myself. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be great. And the award show I'm especially excited about. My PR agent is ecstatic, and she is working hard on it. So, um, yeah, we already have some ladies there. We have a few more slots left. We aren't accepting, um, I think, my max. The max was 20. So okay. we have a few slots left for some ladies to get registered and come. So, but it's well, going to be fun. I hope if, if, work, if everything works out and our people, my people talk with your people, your people talk with my people, we can have you on before the, um, before the event. Because I would love to hear, you know, how it's all coming together, how it all came together and blah, 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 and all that jazz. That's yes, definitely. Awesome stuff. Okay. So let's, let's, let's learn about more about my girl. Shayla here, y'all, because Miss Shayla, <laughs> where, where, where are you? I'm going to say the wrong state. Where are you? I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. I was going to say something else, Virginia, but Richmond is fine, too. A nice place. <laughs> yes, I love it here. Oh, beautiful. And you are married with uh, pets? Do you have pets? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Listen, I've been begging my husband for a dog forever. And he's like, you are too busy. You are not getting a dog because I'm not going to be the one taking care of it. Right. Like, right. We need a little one. And we're not, you know, we're not having kids. So it's just kind of like, okay, well, I guess I'll just have an airplane <laughs> until then. I will long for my dog, who I've already named. His name is Idris. When I do get one. Yeah. <laughs> <So. laughs> got the name so we're ready yes so did you say that we are not having kids no i have never been interested really in having them and it was really important to me when i was dating to make sure that i married someone who also was not interested so um when i met my husband (laughs) the first time it was a very casual encounter but the second time around we had like that whole chemistry thing going. Like there was obviously something there. Yeah. And he made the statement and and okay, so for everybody listening for context, we actually met volunteering for a youth conference that a mutual right. friend of ours puts on. So we're okay. at the conference and he made the statement, you know, 
yeah, that having kids thing, that just ain't for me. And I was like, you might be the one. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> right, right. Five and a half years later, we're like, well, he was the one. So. You are the second girlfriend this month to say this to me. Really? Yeah. Right, because usually people are like, you don't want kids? But why? What's that, what's, what are you going to do for your legacy? Who's going to take care <laughs> of you when you're old? I'm like, you can pay people for that. Come on now. Move it along. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I can dig it. Okay. <laughs> I'm so caught up on that. I forgot what we were even talking about. <laughs> oh, about you. No, I'm, lear- I'm learning about you. Okay. And the dog. But no, I was going to say having a dog is, um, is, I have a dog now and I would have never imagined living with one. And now he's uber cute and I love him, but my dude mainly takes care of him more than I do because I'm in these streets. So, See, yeah. my husband is like, I can already anticipate what that's going to be like because I travel a lot for Black Girls Wine. I'm right. Atlanta this weekend. I'll be in Charlotte in a couple of weeks and Nashville. So, like, I, I get the travel part. Right. But I'm like, can. I could get a dog I could travel with. Like, if we can get it to be a medical write off or something, it's for my joy and p- peace of mind. So, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I know. And so far, it hasn't worked, so. <laughs> Not so much. So, you being so bold, so beautiful, so young, where does it all come from? Um, I feel like I had to have it a long time ago. Like, I feel like I've had it for a while. So, mm-hmm. growing up, I mean, when you're like five, nine and a half in eighth grade, and you're towering over all of the boys, and okay. you're like the dark skinned girl in your class and you get picked on for it. You kind of got to learn how to fall in love with yourself. And my mom was like huge on that. Like growing up, she was like, no, you are beautiful. I don't care. It was this one boy in particular. And I tell you, I know his first and last name. And I wanted to just roast him when I saw him. Ah, you still know his name. <laughs> he like tortured me in school. And my mom would be like, oh. no, Shayla, like. You are, I'm telling you, Shayla, when you grow up, you're going to see what I'm saying. And sure enough, everybody got taller than me, and it was a whole nother ball game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, yeah, she gave it to you. I think it's awesome that you're saying that as a, as a dark, tall girl in school, that you had to fall in love with yourself, rather than what most people seem to do is fall in hate with themselves. You know? And, and, and I did struggle with that, though. Okay. I yeah, did. I had but some all- with the what my therapist calls dark thoughts as a child. I had some dark thoughts as a child. Um, But I think, you know, who doesn't when you're like, you know, growing up and I really, it took me some time, but I think the older I got and the power of friendship, right? There's a girl Mm -hmm. that I've been friends with. Shout out to Carmen Jones. She's amazing. Um, At 15, the first thing she said to me when she laid eyes on me was, Oh my God, you're so pretty. I wish I was as dark as you are. And to me, this is a girl. She is like such a beautiful woman. And like, so we've been friends 20 plus years. And it's crazy okay. because in it, reflecting back, like she's just one of those girls that's naturally beautiful. Like everybody loves her. All the guys wanted her. And so it was very interesting to look at her and be thinking, oh my God, like she's so pretty. And for her to look, the first thing out of her mouth was like, Oh no, you are everything. And that kind of like made me like, okay, well, if the pretty girl thinks I'm pretty, then there must be something here. And it kind of was like the reinforcement that I needed so young that from there it was like all she wrote. I wanted to be a model, all that good stuff. (laughs) 
they all need to know because we know. We're right. <laughs> <laughs> they need to know. But it's splendid. And then on the flip side, what would you say is one of your biggest fears these days? Um, these days, probably people perceiving me the wrong way. I feel like, and I know, like, I shouldn't care, but I'm very, I think it's, I'm very empathetic. And I'm one of those people that is just like, I'm a nice person. And I do get, sometimes I feel like taken advantage of because of Mm -hmm. that. But I never want to be the person that when I'm at the top, somebody's like, oh, she did this and, you know, whatever, or she did that. So I'm always very cognizant of, Mm-hmm. how I treat others and how they, how I come off to them because I know that everybody has their own filters. So I think right, that right, right. I choose to be very intentional about my walk with God and making sure that when people meet me, they see the God in me so that if I do have a moment, because I do. Okay. Right, um, right. I feel like I'm a creative, you know, I'm very like, I'm very direct person and I can be very forward and sometimes it comes off aggressive. Um, as you know, I don't know. I feel like people say, "Oh, she's or she's this." So I, I, totally I feel like I want people to get the right impression of me, and that's something that like concerns me. <laughs> and do you? I'm sure this sometimes comes at your to your detriment. It does. It definitely does. Because ah. sometimes I feel like I'm nice to a T, and then I look back and I realize, like Shayla, you didn't have to do that. Like that mm. person was not concerned for your well being, and it's not that you reciprocate that. But it is that sometimes you have to protect yourself. Like, you need to think about yourself first. And I, I struggle with that sometimes. So okay. I'm working on it. I'm learning from my husband because he's, like, the opposite. So <laughs> he's a very kind person, but he's very much like, oh, no, no, no. No, you're not going to. Sorry. And whereas I'm like, well, okay, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. It's just, no, as my grandmother would say, you ain't no kin to me. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> And your grandmother was wise, honey, because she was right. Yeah, you ain't no kidding to me. <laughs> She's a mess. I love it. So, and then when you do find that maybe you're being taken advantage of in those situations, like in the situation, not in retrospect, but while it's happening, how do you handle? Do you redirect? Do you just continue through because you started it? What do you, how do we handle that? Um, you know, now I feel like since I pay more attention to it, because it is a concern, I'm learning to just step all the way back. Okay. And kind of, I've learned how to operate in kindness, but from a distance. Mm-hmm. And that's something mm-hmm. that took me time to learn. I can right. be very kind to you, but I don't have to bend over backwards so you can walk across the water. Like, <laughs> that's not something that I'm right. willing to do anymore. So... I put a map on in the dirt, though. If it's a map right in the dirt, if you want to follow that map. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm going to tell you how to get across the water, but I'm not finna sacrifice my life. So I've, I've had to, like, get to that point where I could be nice, but still be distant. Like, hey, girl, yeah. But no, we're not getting up. We're not getting coffee. Like, it's no, I'm not going right. to lie about it. We don't need to spend time together because I know that your intentions are not good. And so I think I feel like because I'm from Los Angeles, and with with the hustle of Los Angeles, everyone most most relationships are about what you can do for me. For me, and not right, not all, but most. And um, so when I meet people, not meet when I re meet you, I'm in the streets. We haven't seen each other for years, and so forth, so forth. 
I will have the hello. I will have the catch-up conversation. Then I will say, it was nice to see you again, and I'm leaving. And Bay in the early years, was like, T, that's one of your dancer friends. I'm like, yeah, we used to dance at Debbie Allen's together. We did a couple of music videos. He's like, why didn't you get our number? For what? I didn't know. I don't need her number. I don't even need your social media. We weren't talking six months ago. We're not going to talk in six months from here. <laughs> right, right. And I, cause I used to be the person to try to catch up and I would try to text and call everybody. And I remember one year I was trying to text and I had a list and I put dates of people I had to call on certain dates to make sure it wasn't like too long. No. Yeah, it was a responsibility of mine. See. And then when you're down and out, I looked at that phone. Nobody's calling. Not only was it not calling, the phone turned his back to me. Like, I ain't got time for you. I'm over here. <laughs> Listen. So, yeah, that was how I kind of learned that one. Mm-hmm. But since you learning lessons, we're talking about you learning lessons. How about we talk about you sharing lessons? So we talked about Black Girl's Wine Girlfriend. Let me tell you where I first, when I say Shayla's one of my new girlfriends, it's because we literally are brand new. We haven't even met physically yet, but I've spent so much time with her that I feel like, like we should go to lunch today. <laughs> yes, and I'm ready, I'm ready. And I met her through a podcast my other good girlfriend, Dorothy Enriquez, and Shayla does together called Business Besties. Yes! <laughs> Where did Business Besties come from? Well, the Business Besties came from um, my, my main business that I do full-time is I'm a business strategist. So I help entrepreneurs. Uh, put systems and steps in place to help grow their business and increase their income. And okay. so Dorothy and I did a lot of work together. We met um, via Dot Magazine. We did a lot of work together. And when she has launched, she launched the communication strategist. And we did a lot of coaching for each other back and forth. Um, okay. And we still do. So we have designated time every week where we commit to coaching each other through the process. It helps us refine our coaching Are you saying that skills. girlfriends are working together? Is that uh -huh. what you're saying? Are you saying that girlfriends are working together to make something amazing? Yes. Yes. Right. Right. People think it don't work. People don't think it don't happen. But I'm telling, I want them to, I want to focus on that for a second. Like, yo, we do's do this. Yes, it happens. We've been doing it and we commit two hours a week. She gets an hour, I get an hour. And we focus on each other's business just like we would. Um, as clients so we can help each other grow and refine those skills. But in doing that, we realize, like, girl, we got some good content here. And so, look, besties need to hear this. Everyone needs to hear this. Because um, we're both really great at what we do. And so I was like, and we're kind of entertaining. We're both kind of crazy. So right, yeah, yeah. I think this will be good. And so I was like, let's just record an episode. And we were so funny. And I sent it to my sister. And my sister is a um, entrepreneur as well. She reviews music, podcasts, everything. But she's in the music industry. And she heard it. And she was like, oh, my God. This is great. And she's oh, like a beautiful. very critical person. And so when right, I said right. it was great, I was like, oh, I think we hit the jackpot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Splenda. Yes. So, and I will let the girlfriends know, um, first of all, where can we find both of your podcasts? Let me just step off into that for a second. So the Business Besties podcast and the Black Girls One podcast, you can listen to on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, um, all that good stuff. Anchor, pretty much anywhere you podcast, you can find it. 
Okay, perfect. Because, girls, um, I listened to, and I was just telling Shayla this story the other day, while I was listening to the Business Besties while I was on the treadmill, and Dorothy has this thing that she calls, that she calls being sparkly, which basically means to be in alignment with your purpose and goals. And apparently, it's a thing. I didn't know being sparkly was a thing. <laughs> I learned. And I was listening to Business Besties on the treadmill, getting my workout on. And all of a sudden, I paused the show because alleged apparently became evident to me that I was sparkling because I wrote. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah I was. I, 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 honestly, I could see it now in retrospect. OK, Shayla, I really can. I felt like Michael Jackson. Love it. Yeah, I felt like Michael Jackson when he was sizzling. Ugh. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. You guys can't see it, but I'm sizzling right now. Sparkling. What was your sparkle aha moment? Right. Oh, it was honestly because so in the moment I didn't know it. What ended up happening was I paused it because I was having so good thoughts and I kept mm-hmm. jogging. And then the speech, I was writing a speech, a talk, and I wrote it and I just delivered it actually. In my head, I was delivering a speech to the audience and did the entire thing from beginning to end. And I was like, whoa. Where did that come from? Wait. <gasps> I was sparkling. Yes. Dorothy. Yes. Dorothy. D- call her now. Call her. And so I just called her right then and there. Like, answer the phone. Answer the phone. Hey. Baby crying in the background. Tell the baby I love her, but quiet it down, girl. Quiet it down. Uncle T has got to talk, and I need you to put the titty in her mouth so I can talk. Like, <laughs> I got something to say. So, yeah, it was definitely um, inspirational. And I thank you all for the business besties. Yeah, I love it. And I mean, that's why we wanted to do it, too, because a lot of times when we talk to each other, we could be talking about like Dorothy could be saying something about her business. But because it's that creative moment and she's sharing it with me, it sparks something. And Mm -hmm. creative conversations tend to do that. So that makes me so happy to hear that we were able to help you, you know. It was totally a sparkly moment. Yeah, it was totally a synergy session. It was totally a synergy, a synergized session. Yay! Awesome, awesome. So, um, since you got all this information, I'm going to take a little bit of it now for my girlfriends. And I, funny enough, when I was working on getting ready for our show, I was thinking, you know what? I should have Shayla talk about social media because that's like a big thing in the business world. And then I think I just saw you post something about social media. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, she going to think I'm jocking her fresh. I mean, I kind of am, but I wasn't like, damn it, we're in alignment right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so here so, for it. Social media is huge. Right. So what, like, what should... Okay, here's my issue. This is what my issue be, and I think my girl's going to agree with me. How come you be putting your, putting your work in, you be on your grind, doing your due, trying to post regularly, provide the content, the pictures, the this, the that, the, the tags, the hashtags, okay? Y'all see a picture that looked like 13 seconds. I've been working on this for the day, Okay. How come some brands seem to grow very well and I can't seem to get my tribe together? Mm. So there's a couple layers to that that could be the issue. Um, I should have told my girlfriends to get a pen and paper out. Huh? I'm sorry. I'm saying I should have told the girlfriends to get a pen and paper out because I have mine ready already. Yes, yes. Okay, so when I do a social media audit, audit for a client, these are some of the things that I look at. First things first, I want to I wanna know who you think your audience is. That's important because 
your audience will respond based on who they think you're talking to. If you are a mom and your audience is a mom and you never talk about the journey to motherhood, regardless of what the business is, you're going to miss the moms. And it's important to define that audience. And here's an example of why. Like my audience for Black Girls Wine is women between the ages of 35 to 50. Mm-hmm. who basically they either have a middle schooler to a graduate, <clears throat> so less responsibility. Okay. Uh, they enjoy time with their girlfriends. They've been, um, they're single. And I have a lot of married women, but when I wrote up my audience, this is what I had. Um, and so she has a little time in the evenings to to have some free time to scroll on social media. And that's what made me start my show. That's why I chose the time that I did at 8.30. Because at 8.30, let's say, for instance, um, she, she's got her middle schooler. Her middle schooler is in the bedroom on the phone at 8.30. There's nothing on TV at 8.30 for the African-American woman at, on Wednesdays. <laughs> so now I have given her the opportunity to occupy her time, to be entertaining, and to give her a new wine every week that she no longer has to wonder if she should buy. So what I've done, the power in knowing your audience is that I don't have to compete with anything because I know who she is. Now, if I did Thursdays at eight o'clock when Tyler Perry's show was on, I, that shows that I haven't defined my audience because now she's busy. How's she going to find my show? She's watching the has and have nots. So you have to be very, it is, it goes down to the very detail of who your audience is and what her life is about. She's busy. When does she have time to st- scroll on social media? First thing in the morning. So I'm up every morning, even if I don't have a meeting so that I can post. Because that's when she's going to see it. So it's really important. That audience thing is, is huge. And after you define your audience, you have to get clear on your message. A lot of times, people are all over the place. Like, your social media is everywhere. And I get that you want to share your story. But I don't need to hear about your child's journey through soccer and cake all the time. If you're trying to sell me that you're a life coach. You got to choose or pick your battle, sis. Get your own personal page for that. That's not what this is for. You have to be strategic about what you're sharing. It has to be interesting, but you can't overdo it. So okay. there's, there's, there's that layer. And then last but not least, I always look at the content. What are you providing? Are you providing her with some value? Because you're a life coach, but you never, ever post any life coach lesson. What, why, would I, why would I follow you? Why would I even want to participate in what you offer? Because you're not adding any value to my life. You haven't added any value before I even get to joining your email list, which my biggest thing, if you're not building an email list, you're wasting your time on social media. Boom. That was just so y'all know, she only had three points and then she threw in a bonus email list point. Okay. (laughs) I caught it. I caught it. Okay. I think, oh. You said that so succinctly. That would have taken me 20 minutes to say to these people. <laughs> now, I've been doing it a really long time. <laughs> okay. So then what are some, outside of social media, you know, just in, in these streets, what are some common trends or, or, or some things that aren't working for our girls that they should be aware of that isn't working or they shouldn't be doing? The, one of the biggest mistakes that I see, um, or I'll say two, one is not having a strategy for the plan that they make in place. So they come up with these plans like, okay, I'm going to um, send my product to influencers. Uh, what's the strategy behind that? Why? 
when you send it to them, have you checked their conversion rates? Do you even know what a conversion rate is? Mm -hmm. And when you send it, is their audience, the audience, that's the same as yours? And by the way, if you haven't defined it, you don't even know. So now you have no strategy to what you're doing and you just, you're just making decisions. Um, And a lot of business owners get caught up in that. And then it's like, what about offline when you're networking? So if you're networking in your city and somebody's like, oh my God, I've never heard of you. You're doing something backwards. There should be a level of awareness Mm -hmm. um, to increase your influence locally. What is your local strategy, your offline strategy for building that business? And the biggest thing is cultivating those relationships and finding your ideal customer offline. And especially if you're able to successfully find her online first, take it off the gram because word of mouth, it doesn't, that is the best marketing ever. It always will be word of mouth, but you can't get that word of mouth if having nobody heard from you. So you got to find ways and especially people who have products. I mean, it works for products or services, but product-based businesses, it burns me up every time. Like you're not doing any fairs. You're not doing any, you know, taking any vendor opportunities. Um, You're not, nothing? Nothing? (laughs) Well, no, I'm posting on social media. Listen, and I'm like, that is not enough. You posting on social media and all the people on your block don't even know you make lotion. That's insane. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So get out, get out, get out of the dot com. Get into the real world and get in these streets. Uh, Dot com. Yep. People want to interact. They want to, they want to grow. And especially in the day and age where we've lost that touch, the businesses that are really thriving are the businesses that have offline and online strategy. And for my listening girlfriends, um, she's given us a wealth of knowledge right now. But on Business Besties podcast, they did a whole episode dedicated to working (laughs) offline. Yep. (laughs) told you i really am a fan <laughs> yes i love it i love it i was like how are they going to do a whole episode on working offline like that's not even a thing well apparently it is <laughs> yes and i and i try like i'm working with my clients now like one of my clients she's phenomenal and now she's making um like she's making great money offline and that's one of the things that her and i talked about because i was like you have a physical product that you could literally sell all the time if social media is not your priority, then get offline and right. you don't have a list. So what happens if you lose your job tomorrow? You've had this business for years. You lose your job tomorrow. You don't you can't even email and do a, a, a jump off sale like, oh, 25 percent off. You can't even do that because you don't have anybody's emails. Nobody. You can't even get back in contact with them. And they loved your product. They loved mm-hmm. enough to buy it. Some of them even came back and they got caught up with life and forgot. How are you going to remind them? Right. Okay. There you have it. Well, you done gave this wealth of knowledge. And so now I got to pull out the bag, Miss Shayla. Girlfriends, you know I'm all about having a bag of tricks, okay? Because we are in these streets turning these tricks. So we got to have a tool bag full of some tools that we can throw at these tricks to make sure we live in our best life, okay? So where's my bag? I got a... I got my bag right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get my little zipper going. Okay, what Miss Shayla pulling out today? Well, the bag that I'm pulling out today mm-hmm. is um let's start. Okay. The bag, the tool I'm pulling out today for Miss Shayla actually is we're talking to our business girlfriends. And so I'm gonna give y'all one of my tools, one of my tricks to look pristine 
clean and fine in yes. that digital world. And so let me back up a little bit, girlfriends. When we think about creating content, you want it to look polished and clean. And so you got to think, oh, how do I get it done? I need a graphic artist. That's an mm-hmm. option. And then they'll tell you, well, you could go to Fiverr.com, which I'm a fan of as well. For my listening yes. girlfriends, Fiverr offers a lot of great services. And I will recommend that on a different show. But today's tool, today's trick that's going in the bag. Yes. It's Canva.com. Are you yes. familiar? Very, very. Right. So, girlfriends, it's a cheap, free service that allows you to make content for all sorts of things. What I love about it is for those who have a hard time polishing and formatting for the different social media platforms, you can go mm-hmm. to Canva, C-A-N-C-A dot com. They have Facebook, I'm not going to name them. They have all the social media yes. um, diagrams and, and templates. So if you want Instagram, they have the 32 by 32. I made that up. If you want Facebook, they have 39 by 177. Like whatever the diagram, the, uh, the size is, they have it. They got templates for that ass. They got, if you, once you put your yeah. color in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you put your color in, like for your brand, because um, who is it? Is it you, Shayla, who hates people? I think it was you saying this. This was you saying this. You said that you, when you look at people's brands and, oh my gosh. I hate when it's not cohesive. You have been listening not- to the business besties. Yes, bestie, come through. I told you. Yes, you hate when they are not, you were hating when they are not in the color. They're not cohesive. And we're talking about cohesiveness, cohesiveness y'all. We're also mm-hmm. talking about color, okay? Mm-hmm. You yes, your font should be the same. Your color should be the same. You yep. want your audience. So that's another thing that I look at when it comes to my social media audience audits when I work with my clients because why were you using pink and black and then you use gold and black and then you use green and black and the fonts are all over the place. I don't even know that, what to expect from you when you're posting. So I can't look for you consistently online. And, and, and to that point, you guys, you think about when you say consistently looking for you, I'm not online always looking for you. But when I right? scroll through, I know in t- in the male girlfriend's brand is purple and red. So when I'm scrolling through when I see a purple and red. I'm like, skirt. Hold up. He said something. He said something. I have another good girlfriend. Hers is like a turquoise, like kind of like a Tiffany green and white, really. And I'm scrolling through and I'm like, oh, screw it. Go back. Because we scroll so fast. I'm not trying to see everything. Right, exactly. And so Canva is great, ladies, because once you put your colors in, in your your template box, it holds it for you. It says, here's your colors. And so every time I click, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially for a scattered brain like me, honey, because I want to use the colors of the rainbow. I think they're all beautiful. And I don't always have to use red and purple. I can use teal. I could use aqua, Last. cerulean, <laughs> but the gag is you better put it in your shirt that you wore in the picture you use, but that font and that text better be in that purple and red. Yep. So my tip or tool trick, whatever you want to call it, girlfriends, for you today is canva.com because it allows you to create great content. And I'm not just saying for social media, your thank you cards, your invitations, whatever you need to create, it is there. And it's a great tool to use. I've never even looked at their paid site. So I don't even know what you get if you buy into it. Because <laughs> I've never used it. I was paying for Canva at one point and I stopped paying for it. And I found that I didn't pay for it. So <laughs> the only app I pay for is Over. And it's O-V-E-R. It is just like Canva. But I like Over because it allows you a little more manipulation and design. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm a graphic designer on the low. I don't do that for anyone but myself. But <laughs> right, that's what I'm telling y'all. See, she's advanced. She's advanced for us. For us regular girls in these streets, honey. Mm-mm. Well, over is just like Canva, and what I like about it is they have different templates. So uh. let's say you scroll through Canva because you're looking for a Facebook graphic to kind of launch your brand, um, and you don't really see anything you like. You can go over to Over. Um, and Over only has an app, but they're getting ready to launch their online version too. So you'll have two options. Um, you'll okay. have on, be able to have it on your phone and on your computer. And Over has different templates than Canva. So now you're expanding your opportunity to find exactly what you're looking for. Boom. There you go, y'all, for another option. Okay, okay. So do you have another trick to throw in the bag today, Miss Shayla? Yes, I do. Ow. <laughs> so my trick to go in the bag, which I feel like is a lost art now that we have oh. Google for everything. Right, right. Is research. Most of my clients are not researching anything. Boom. If I had a mic drop, you get it. You get it right there. That's a good one. That's a good I'm a, I'm I'm sickening to research. I I hate I research so much and I get on myself about doing it. But I don't know if it was a lost art. It's a lost art. So many people, let me tell you, I sit down with my clients. I'm like, okay, so what brand have you seen that is similar to yours? Like, what are you emulating and what do you admire? The answer is always, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. it's, oh, I'm doing this brand. That has nothing to do with what you do. Why are you looking at what <laughs> she's doing? You need to do some research. You need to see who is successful in your industry. And if you have no clue what to do on social media, you should be following them. You should be looking at every single post. You should be studying them. You need to be doing research so that when you get ready to go to your social media, there's no, what do you mean you don't know? You've been watching this person, right? You've been doing your research. You've gone to their website. You, you're on their email list. You're getting their emails. So you're basically getting a live, a free tutorial on how to do what right. you need to do. There's no reason for I don't know. So research. So research who your con- who research who your uh your competitors are and then the people doing what you do, which is very smart. I can honestly say I probably could stand to do that some more myself. I have a person in mind right now who I occasionally check out, but what I should have is this person's content on notification, so I get a bring every time they they post. And low key, two women in particular, and I don't miss a post, not one. I want to see it. I want to see what they're posting. I want to see what value, how they're adding their value, how they're talking to their audience. Those women have the exact same um, audience as I have um, for my online strategy brand because I've always done strategy offline, but now I'm taking it online to grow Mm -hmm. my reach. And so I follow both of them and I look at all their posts and all they're doing is adding value, adding value. So it couldn't, I could never say, oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. Share what I know. Every single day, I post right. a business tip. Okay. Okay. Throw it in the bag, business girls. Oh, business besties. Excuse me, girlfriend. Yeah. Business besties. <laughs> Super cute. That is awesome. That was good. That was good. I, I, I actually get on myself about doing too much research because I would like have an idea and I'm like, Oh, I wonder if someone else has done this. Oh, I wonder if I should do it this way. Oh, should I post it? Oh, should I post it? And so to my detriment, though. So I have I have a yeah, I have a problem because to my detriment I could spend two or three weeks rec- um, re- researching something, 
And then by the time I'm done researching, I'm over it, or I've lost interest, or I've become so heavy and stressed out about it that I've psyched my own damn self out. You're just like, I don't even want to do it. And I'm guilty of that. See, I am like, a, I'm a research, oh my God. And that's one thing that, you know, when people hire me, that's one thing that they love, because I'm always going to give you the statistics, the facts, the information. I'm going to give it all to you. But when it comes to like doing my own stuff, and like Dorothy keeps me in check. She'll be like, Shayla, don't you download anything else. Don't get on any more lists. Just do it. So, yeah. It, it is, it could be, that, that could be one of my, one of my, one of my downfalls. That is something that I am, I'm getting better at right. as of the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it starts somewhere. It starts somewhere. And girls, to my listening girlfriends, understand, and we're talking about both sides of this. So for the girls who need to start researching, you get it. And for my girlfriends who has issues like I do, for this podcast, I literally said, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the research. I'm not doing the background. I literally jumped into this thing and I said, I know a bunch of badass chicks. I'm going to call them and say, talk to me on the phone. Talk to me on the Skype. Talk to me on the, on, on the show. And here we are. And literally, I'm like, Tangelo, who else has podcasts? I don't know. I now, Matt, I tell I back. I have since started following some podcasts because my sound engineer was like, yo, you should listen to some podcasts. And I was like, I said, okay, well, I listened to the business besties. He was like, Okay. And and what? <laughs> well, you know, but I think that to a certain extent, right, that some things, one of my, I sent an email out to my list yesterday and the quote that I gave them in closing was look, leap and learn. Look at what you're getting into. Leap into it and learn along the way. And I say that because I think that when you are called to something, it will come natural to you. I, one of the things, one of my like products that I'm launching this summer is a class called Go Live and Grow. And the first time I went live, oh my God, it was terrible. It's still online. You can already, I don't delete anything. You can go back and watch the very first Black Girls Wine episode of Wine Down Live. And if you watch an episode now, you'll be like, oh my God, it's a completely different show. It's been a year and a half. Completely different. I learned along the way. And mm-hmm. I did have someone to look to, to kind of look at what she does. But I mastered how to get 300 plus people while I'm live to click mm-hmm. on my video and watch me and see what I'm saying. I've mastered mm-hmm. that. And so now I'm teaching it. But I could not have mastered it if I hadn't just done it. I'm flipping out. I'm flipping out. <laughs> I think that when you're called to something that you will naturally, you will learn along the way. Too many people get like frozen in that. And Sometimes you just have to look, leap, and learn. And once you've learned it, you can teach it like nobody's business. Just so y'all know, I'm mad as hell over here. <laughs> I didn't even know it was this much deliciousness on the show. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm whispering and hoping she can't hear me talking shit about her, but this is some bullshit that she got this much deliciousness and didn't tell me. <laughs> Now I gotta leave the show to go find her email list so I could go leap learn a uh, leap. What the hell did she say? Leap learn and listen? No. <laughs> Look leap and learn. Let me get back to the show. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to um take a call, but I'm back now. <laughs> <laughs> right. That is tremendous. Okay, you know what? I'm I'm we really are gonna continue this because to my listening girlfriends and to Shayla, no one no one knows this actually. This is fresh off my brain. I've been thinking about doing a live, a morning live. Um, what was it called? Motivational mornings. Motivational mornings. Do it. 
And it's like actually meant to be about 15 minutes every morning as a motivational morning. Actually, I changed the name. I think I just changed it. I think it's called when, when the morning, when the day. I don't know if I like that yet either. You like that one? Oh my when God, the morning. yes. Oh, well, sweet. Well, see, <laughs> when the morning, when the day. I just did a video. I'm, I have a lot of content building and I'm actually releasing a workbook next week um, with tips for, for going live. But I just, my Tuesday video, my YouTube channel is my name. Um, every Tuesday, I drop a video. And my Tuesday video was on 10 things that you need for Facebook Live. 10 things oh. you need to know before you go live. So um, definitely take a listen to it. I think every business owner, if in their capacity, it's not, not, great or, not a great fit for everybody, and I get it. But a t- personality like yours, there's no reason you shouldn't have a live show. It will take off. Well... From your mouth to God's ears. So let it be said. So let it be done. Yes. Y'all getting it here, y'all. This was literally, I've been on my head like, I should do this. And I thought about it for a while, like just to get a little something in the morning. And it'd be early. It'd be probably about six, eight o'clock, six o'clock in the morning before you wake the kids, before you get the breakfast, when you just in your morning, your, in your morning thoughts, if you will. We can just sit together, girls, have a little affirmation or a little motivation or a little fuck off or whatever we need. And um, get the day going. I okay. love that. Win the morning, win the day. I'm going to be looking for it. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now you don't put on pressure because you got 300 people. I'm going to have six. <laughs> well, no, but I started with six. So I tell people, so you, if, if you go watch the video, the first thing I tell people is when I started uh, Wine Down Live, my show for um, Black Girls Wine, I had mm-hmm. two viewers. They were my parents. And they were on their individual phones. Right. And now I have, I have built, I have a, a Facebook group of people um, that I've added over time. And they are basically, they're kind of like my focus group, but I have a group of people and um, I talk to them all the time. I love those ladies. And they found me via the show. They log on every week. But it took me time to get to that. And the more that right. I mastered it after I took the leap, um, the more the engagement increased. And so, oh. and then I started, you know, researching myself to death. <laughs> but I learned how to get the video to go farther. So, like, I just did. I know you're like, girl, you're doing a lot. But video is my thing. So, it's also important to know your thing. Stay in your lane. I'm good on camera. I'm good on okay. camera, and I know that about myself. The camera comes on, and I'm perfectly fine with being all of me. I'm here for it. Listen, so I do my YouTube channel, and then I do my two live shows on Wednesdays. At 12, you get your business show called Good Morning World. And at 8.30, you get this wine, okay? Okay, there you go. But in doing it, I had, like, this more, the last week was the first episode of Good Morning World. And I think I'm up to 1.8 thousand views. Y'all, y'all, okay. Y'all see this gonna keep going. She gonna keep on because she just got so much to give. And with her having all these different outlets, I'm sure we only on chapter three. Okay, so Miss, <laughs> right, right, Miss Shayla, where can all my girlfriends find you? I am Shayla Bernardo. Um, all over social media, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find me, Shayla Vernado. And if you're a tweeter, I tweet every once in a while, like a couple times a week. So <laughs> I'm well, trying to get splendid, Shayla. 
Well, also, ladies, what we're going to do now is we're going to hang up and go hang out because um, if you are one of the male girlfriend besties, you about to get some extra good good because my girl Shadow's going to give you a little bit more in-depth how-to tip to make you even more fabulous than you already are. And if you happen not to be one of the male, be one of the male girlfriend besties, please go over to themalegirlfriend.com, click I'm a bestie, and you can join today so you get all the special good good that is given to my besties because, you know, all my girlfriends are super cute, but everybody don't come to the house for black girl wine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want an invitation to the house for the wine party, go ahead and go to themalegirlfriend.com and get into it. Yes, that's awesome. Indeed. Well, before I let you go, Thor, I have to ask you my favorite question. Okay. Okay. What is your number one tip for living life to the fullest? Treat yourself. As often as you can. I learned it. I, and it makes me feel so good. And I think that it sets you up for success for your well-being. And it also sets you up for success in your dating life. Because when you treat yourself well, other people respond to how you treat yourself. So treat yourself as often as you can. And I'm not talking about getting your nails done. You should look polished. I'm talking about, you know what? That's a nice job. It would look great on me. It would be flattering. And I just, I deserve it. I worked hard this week. There you have it, girlfriends. Continue to hang out here at the Male Girlfriend Podcast. And while we're on a quick break, think about how you can treat yourself. Thank you again, Shayla. I really appreciate you. I love you. We'll have to do this again soon. I love you. Yes, we will. Thank you for having me. Indeed. We'll be right back, you guys. Oh my goodness. Ah, I'm loving Shayla. Like right now, I'm living for Shayla. Girlfriends, girlfriends, girlfriends. Was she not the funnest? I'm so happy I can call her new girlfriend. And just so y'all know, me and her are gonna hang out. I'm letting y'all know now I'm hanging out with Miss Shayla. Like, I might have to call her when this is done, just so we can start the hangout session. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I loved it. So we are still chilling here at the Male Girlfriend Podcast. And um, I'm going to have to let y'all get out of here in a second. But I told you it's so much to talk about. So before we, you know, go, I got one more thing. The dating life. Oh, my gosh. So I was talking to a girlfriend the other day. And this girlfriend is now back into the dating scene. And it is going so super cute for her. So not only is she dipping it and doing it, then she happened to pull a couple of suitors to the forefront to try to figure out exactly what you, you know, want to do. Oh, what is dipping in doing it? That just means in the streets, you're like multiple dating. You might be on the apps. You might be going on super cute dates. You might be going to the clubs and having fun. You're just dipping and doing, you know, nothing too serious. But she managed to pull a couple of suitors to the front to actually give, you know, some one-on-one -on -one time with to kind of get to know on a more deeper level. And, oh my gosh, it was so super cute hearing the first beginnings of the flower bud of dating opening to learning each other do y'all remember this for for for, the, for those who have been in a relationship for a long time this dating world is completely different than what you would have known ever because you have the apps of it all the phones of it all the thoughts of it all you know people out there just tricking away all their body and just ugh, no coops just no coops but 
There are also those out there who are really trying to develop strong, loving, long-lasting relationships. And that is what this little story is about. So I'm on the phone and we are kikiing it up. I mean, we were having such a gay old time. I'm asking all the questions because she's like, oh, I got this new dude who seems like, you know, really strong potential. I'm really into him. So y'all know me. I was like, really? He sounds great. Is he cute? She's like, he is super cute. And FYI, the reason I ask is he cute, ladies? Because sometimes the dude don't be all that cute, but you're like, that's okay because he's a good dude with other qualities because sometimes cute ain't the most important thing. Right. So I'm just asking, is he cute? And she's like, yeah, 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 he's super cute. I said, okay, okay. So what's that bottom line? Mm-hmm. I get right to it. <laughs> ain't shit else to talk about, y'all. If that bottom line ain't right, I'm I'm just not there for it. But in this case, the bottom line was cute. Um, 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 what we got? What we got? What we got? We got, uh, oh, I'm trying to think. I have like three different stories in my head. I'm trying not to mix them up with this particular girlfriend. Okay. She said, um, he, 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 uh, he is got a job, got a good job with good money. I said, okay, cool. His own, cause you know, got to have your own legal source of income. All right. Got a job. Perfect. Got his own house. Just bought a house back in November. Good, good, good. Super cute. Super cute. How about a car? Got a nice, um, I think got a Hyundai SUV. I said, okay, okay, okay. So meets the bottom line. That's just the bare essentials, okay? And I think he has two kids who are relatively young. He is looking to, um, he's a single dad, and he is looking to find, you know, his next long-term relationship. He's looking to get married again, and he's looking to settle it all down and just live life in that classic American dream, if you will. And I'm like, ooh. This is super cute. And of course, I spent the next 30 minutes like just running down all the questions that I had to see if she had the answers, for which most of them were answered. And it's like, well, T, what kind of questions are you asking? Well, what is a family life? Like, where is his family? Does he have connection with them? If he does and if he doesn't, how does that look? Why is that important? Because if you are a person who values family, then this would be important to you. Is he does he value does he value family? Are we going to family events? You know, or if you have a very tumultuous relationship with your family, that might explain why you do some of the things you do, you know, around these parts. And then uh, what else we talk about? You got to talk about uh, future plans. You know, I don't want to make sure I'm a part of them. I'm just interested to know that you have some future plans, you know. And then what else you got? What else you got? You got her. Uh, what are their intentions with you? You know, you here with me. You got me around here. We hanging and talking regularly. I'm, I done pulled you, you know, to the forefront of the rest of these fools I'm talking to. What your plans are. He had an idea what he wanted to do. You know, where the future was, where he wanted the relationship to go. I was so uber excited and geeked up. Like, this was so super cute. And I'm just looking to see where the rest of it goes. So as I get more details, I'm going to start. Actually, the next time I talk, I'm going to get way more details so I can give y'all all the good, good. And I'm wishing her the best. And so all my dating girlfriends, I'm wishing y'all the best. Just make sure you're being responsible. We're not in our early 20s, you know, we're not in our early 20s, so um, you don't have as much time, and we're not wasting our time because it's way more valuable to us these days. Back in your dipping it, doing it 20s, honey, it didn't really matter like that, because she was like, ow, ow, get it, get it, ow, ow, get it, get it, but now... Honey, that house note is due. I'm trying to save up for that house note. These car tires want to be rotated. I got to go help out my mama at her house for the fish fry. Like, I got things to do. I can't be playing with you. (laughs) I just can't be playing with you. And think about how you think about your job. Even remember when you first started working, how you had the entry level position and it just wasn't that crazy. You're like, oh, I got this. And now you be thinking, do they just find shit to get me to do? Like, I should have some downtime. They just be finding shit to do. 
You never finish work. You never finish work. It's just, I'll finish this tomorrow. Not even finish. I'll continue this tomorrow. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, well, the weekend is coming up. So, um, it has been beautiful here in Central California. I mean, 100 degrees worth of beautiful. Oh, my gosh. And my car AC went out recently. I don't think I told y'all about that. We don't have time to talk about it now. But my car AC went out recently. It's a shit show. And it's like 106 degrees. And I don't have no AC. So, for the most part, I have to run all my errands, like, before noon. Because it be hot. Okay? And to put the top down don't help. Because then you're just baking in the direct sunlight. I have no air conditioning, y'all. This is extreme. Like, this is extreme. But I'm calling the people to fix it. I mean, it's a long story why, they, why it's not fixed yet. It's not a matter of just going to the shop. It's a whole thing. So, anyhow, if, hopefully we have time next week to talk about this. And hopefully by next week, I have some damn AC. Okay? Until next time, it's beautiful. You guys continue to listen to the podcast. Please, please, please subscribe. Post comments and be sure to share. Share with your network. We having a gay old time here and I want them to join us. Please also, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please and also, excuse me, please check out my girl Shayla Bernardo. I was going to say that and I want to say thank you again to Shayla for hanging out at the podcast with us. I truly appreciate it. And off the for the male girlfriend besties, the male girlfriend besties will get a extra good good sent to their email because yes Shayla has sent us a little extra goodie for all my besties and if you happen not to be one of the, my besties just go to themalegirlfriend.com and click I'm a bestie and you can join the email list and get all the extra good good that comes from me as well as some of the guests on the show so I know you'll really love that um I think that's about everything should you need a speaker for your event, a workshop, you know your, you know your boy Tiangelo is here for you. <laughs> I just be having way too much fun over here. Okay, that is exactly what we needed. Just fun and to live life to the fullest. So until next time, Miss Beautiful, I see you. I appreciate you. And I know you in these streets getting your hustle on. So twerk something, twerk something, twerk something, twerk something. Hey, 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 hey. Until next time, I'm your boy T'Angelo, the male girlfriend here at the podcast. And you continue to live life to the fullest. Ciao. Hey, hey, hey. I love this beat. I really do, y'all. I be feeling it. Thanks to Studio Math. Studio Math in the house. Studio Math in the house. <laughs> I told y'all I was doing this. I told y'all I was doing this. 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 I was doing this.